Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello and welcome to the Love Life Connection Podcast, a podcast for successful women who feel like they have it all except love. I'm your host, Veronica Grant, a love and life coach. And my only goal with this podcast is to inspire you to believe in yourself and that real love is possible for you, even in our swipe right, swipe left world. Hello, and welcome to episode number 263 of the Love Life Connection podcast. So today is a solo episode. It's just you and me. And I'm going to talk a little bit about getting over an ex. Before we do that, just a couple of things at the top of the episode. One, if you haven't left a rating or review, I'd be so appreciative if you took a few minutes to do that, really wherever you listen to podcasts, but especially if you are an Apple podcast listener, that really just helps the algorithm in my favor and just gets more women like you listening to the show. And I really, really appreciate it. Stars are great, but if you have an extra 30 or 60 seconds, you can leave a quick review and I just really, really appreciate it. So thank you. Thank you. The second thing that I want to share is, especially in the U.S., you know, vaccinations are certainly getting underway and life will return to some semblance of normalcy over the next few months. And you might be feeling a lot of pressure either from yourself or from, I don't know, other dating coaches or other kind of self-help folk that you listen to. And the pressure might look something like, all right, life is normal go out and conquer, go out and date, go back and live your old life, like, woo, have fun. And yes, if you've been by yourself over the past year, year and a half or so, and what I mean by yourself, I don't mean like single by yourself, but I mean living by yourself and mostly on your own. I do want you to rekindle some friendships and some relationships with folks and see people. We are a social animal. I think we are made to be in relation with other However, that doesn't mean that you have to just jump in headfirst and just hope for the best because there can actually be a lot of anxiety reintroducing yourself back into society. You know, I've been vaccinated and it's so weird, like going into places and obviously I'm still wearing a mask and everything, but I'm just like, oh my God, am I going to get COVID? Am I going to get COVID? And 
it's just been drilled into my head that if I'm inside, I might get COVID, you know, if I'm at the grocery store or wherever, but I'm vaccinated and I get that there's like still a small chance that I could, but for the most part, like I'm pretty safe. And I know that I'm going to actually have to work through this anxiety on my own over the next, you know, three months, six months, 12 months. I don't know, because it's just been so ingrained in my head that, you know, being inside unmasked with other people isn't safe. And so I would almost expect you to have some sort of anxiety reintroducing yourself back into that world. Now, I do hope that when you reintroduce yourself back into that world, you're more discerning about who you go on dates with, who you continue to go on dates with, what you choose to accept and not accept from others. And I hope, you know, even spending this time doing some of the deep work, the personal work that will allow you to do that. But if you're struggling to go back, quote unquote, out there, or you're feeling some anxiety or quote unquote pressure, again, either from yourself or from other people doing it or other kind of dating coaches or whatever. I really encourage you to just be really, really easy on yourself. I don't think that we've really processed the amount of trauma that we've been through over the past year, year and a half. Even if you never got COVID, even if you don't know anyone personally, or if anyone close to you, you know, didn't die from COVID, there is still a lot lost this year and there's going to be a lot of grieving and a lot of processing to do. And it's going to take more than just getting a vaccine and being like, I'm free. It's going to be weeks and weeks, months and months, if not years to, I think, fully heal from the trauma of living through a pandemic. And so if you're not wanting to jump in head first, I totally get it. If you want to stay at home a little bit longer, I totally get it. If you kind of want to do something in between, like, yes, go out and see people and not be as isolated, but then also not date the way you used to. Again, I totally get it. And I completely support you. You know, when I was working on the Obama campaign back in 2012, it was one of the most grueling times of my life, especially those last couple of months before the election. Our hours were probably about 7 a.m. or so to 10, 11 o'clock at night every single day. And I remember, you know, sometimes what I would go do is I would just go knock on doors to make sure people have voted or if they're registered to vote. And they, you know, people would open the door and it'd be very obvious that they had just been sitting on the couch with a nice warm blankie, watching TV, eating a snack. And I remember just looking at those people longingly like, oh my God, what I would kill just for an hour to sit on the couch and watch TV mindlessly and eat something delicious. Just, oh my God, it was just, I had never experienced a yearning or desire that strong before in my entire life. And so after the campaign, after the election ended, I thought, okay, yeah, I'm going to sit on the couch for about a weekend, eat a lot of food, sleep, hang out, just, you know, turn my brain off. And then I'd be good. And that was anything but the case. And I've talked a lot about this part of my life um, before on the podcast, I won't get into it too much now. But that was actually a very pivotal moment in my life, because I didn't just quote, unquote, bounce back. And it took many, many months to replenish my energy, my emotional health, all of those things. And I can only imagine that, you know, getting past this pandemic will be very much the same thing. It's not going to be like, oh, I'm vaccinated. Cool. Life is good now. There's a lot of trauma that we've experienced over the past year. There's a lot of grief. There's a lot of missed time that we had. You know, my grandmother uh, just passed away and my grandmother was very, very special to me. We were, we were very close. And 
part of the grief of losing her is, you know, we didn't see each other that much this past year. And part of the reason why we see me and I moved back to the East Coast is because we knew we wanted to have a baby and we knew we wanted to be close to family so we can see family more often, which, you know, was not really possible. And we were living in Colorado and California. And so there's grief in that, right? And that will take time to process and, and heal. And not that you need my permission. You never need my permission or anyone else's permission. But if you're looking for some sort of validation or permission to take it easy, not quote unquote, jump back into things, let this be it. Let this be your permission slip. Listen to your gut. Listen to your body. Um, there's a lot of trauma and stuff we need to work through. And it's going to take, I mean, at the very least, many weeks if not months, if not years, to work through this. And then if you did experience trauma through the pandemic, whether you know you lost your job or your ways of making money and so you're experiencing financial trauma or if the pandemic had an impact on your family, um, losing someone or someone got really sick and perhaps has long COVID or you have long COVID, just anything. I mean, really, it's just upended our lives in so many ways. Um, I really hope you take some time to really be super compassionate, super nice to yourself because it's a lot. It's a lot. Okay. So with that said, I want to get into today's episode. And today's episode is all about getting over an ex and specifically three mistakes that I find a lot of women make when getting over an ex. And a lot of this is due to pop culture and what we say about getting over an ex and how to get over an ex. And unfortunately, a lot of those things will leave you feeling stuck and will leave you feeling like it's impossible to get over an ex. Or the worst part is putting yourself back in a similar situation in the next relationship. So if you're not going through an acute breakup right now, you might be thinking, well, this episode's not for me. So I'm just going to, you know, go to the next one. And before you do that, I just want to say one quick thing. You know, in our pop culture, a lot of getting over an ex is just getting over the sad part, the heartbreak part. And yes, that's a step. It's an important step. It's required. However, that's just really the beginning when it comes to getting over an ex. Let's just say you know that your ex is someone that you wouldn't actually want to be with long term. And you're thinking, well, I'm over the person. But there's still a part of you that wonders, well, was that it? Was that my chance? Or you use an experience in that past relationship and you use that to make choices in your current situation. So for example, let's say your ex blindsided you and you broke up and you just felt devastated because you didn't see it coming. And now you have a hard time trusting, well, is someone just going to come up and leave me? And so now you're trying to date again, but you're much more guarded than before because you don't want to be blindsided again. Now, again, in this situation, you might be, I don't want to get back with this person. I feel no sadness or no longing towards this person. So you might be thinking you're over the person, but I would say you're not quite over the person because you're letting that past situation, that past experience dictate your current actions and behaviors today. So if you're in any of those kinds of situations, then I think that you might want to pay attention to this podcast. And I'm also going to be talking about some other getting over your ex resources that will be taking place throughout this month, including my free email course, which is all about getting over an ex, which I'll talk about that at the end of this episode today. So just know that when I talk about getting over an ex, I'm speaking in a much broader context than like, you're literally nursing a broken heart right now and going through a breakup right now. And by the way, this applies if you went on just one date with this person or you were married to this person 20, 30 plus years. If they're having any kind of effect on your life or you can't seem to shake them or anything like that, then there's something there. There's something deeper that I want to help you unpack 
because that's going to help you really turn your breakup into a breakthrough. And it just also happens to be the name of my breakup course that I am debuting also later this month. And I'll have more info about that. But enough of that for right now. Let's get into the three mistakes that I see a lot of women make when it comes to getting over an ex. So the first is an assumption whether it's a conscious or an unconscious assumption that time heals all wounds. Now, this is a saying that probably most of us have heard before, time heals all wounds. And I just think that this is a really, really dangerous mindset. Because whether or not you consciously believe this or consciously let this quote dictate some of the actions that you take in your present day life, I do think it's such a strong idea in our society that there's a really good chance that unconsciously it is affecting the way you are treating the breakup and getting over an ex process, and that's going to derail you. So if you're familiar with my work, this shouldn't be a huge surprise because I do a lot of inner child work with my clients. You hear me coach women through inner child work here on the podcast. And so you know that someone who is 30, 40, 50, 60, even older, can definitely be impacted by seemingly small things that happened when they were 10 years old or 12 years old or whatever it is. And so that alone hopefully debunks this myth that time heals all wounds. And so the truth is, time does not heal all wounds. I would say time will dampen some of the acute pain, will dampen some of the more difficult or stronger emotions that you might be experiencing. But the wound doesn't get healed. It just kind of I don't know. I don't want to think of like a gross metaphor, so I won't get into that, but it doesn't heal properly. Let's put it that way. The only way to truly heal the wound is to understand why you attracted this person in the first place and what the soul lessons were from this relationship. So hear me out. I believe that whether you were with someone for one date or 30 plus years or anything in between, that person was a soulmate for you. Meaning that for that period of time, you and this person came together again, whether it was one date or 30 plus years to help each other heal and grow on a soul level, right? And the soul level has something to do with the core wound. So this is a very simplistic example, but I think it'll help to explain my point. Let's say you grew up and you had a dad that was around, he was there, he provided financially for the family, but emotionally, he wasn't really there. He didn't really express his love or admiration for you. He didn't really give you much, at least positive attention. And you really, really, really wanted his love and you really wanted his approval. And so you did everything to get his love or approval. You tried to get really good grades and score all the goals in soccer, or you tiptoed around the house so you wouldn't set off his anger if he had any anger issues, whatever it was, right? right? That's a core wound. That's a father wound. Not feeling that unconditional love from dad, that is definitely going to have a big impact on you and therefore your life. And so without healing that as an adult, you're going to go out and you're going to try to get that core wound filled. And you're probably going to get it filled with people who remind you in a lot of ways of your dad. And you're going to keep playing out this dynamic of trying to get someone's love, get someone's love, get someone's love. So let's say you get into a relationship that plays out that pattern, and then all of a sudden they break up with you because for whatever reason, they're just done and they want to move on. Okay, fine. So now you're heartbroken, you're upset, and you just decide that you're going to watch a bunch of Netflix and feel sorry for yourself and drink a bunch of wine until one day you don't feel that sad. And then that's it. And then you move on 
And then guess what? You're probably going to attract the same kind of a relationship because that core wound was never healed. Doesn't matter if it took you two weeks or two years to nurse your broken heart with wine and Netflix. No, time has nothing to do with that. Time is meaningless in that. You have to be able to do the work to heal that wound and then it's going to help you feel not so sad about that relationship because you're going to be able to see the bigger picture and you're just going to heal that. And you're going to be in a better position to not attract that same kind of relationship playing into that pattern again, because you've healed that wound yourself and you don't need someone else to go do that for you. Okay, so time does not heal all wounds. Time is completely meaningless. It's why, you know, when I'm doing inner child work with someone, you know, when we talk about a memory that happened 30, 40 years ago, that it can feel like it's happening right then. They can feel that intensity of emotion because your emotions, they don't give a crap about time. They may not even be aware of time. I don't know. But all I know is that time does not heal all wounds. And if that's an assumption, either conscious or unconscious that you're making, then yes, in the short term, it will probably help to drink a bunch of wine and watch Netflix. But in the long run, it's not going to help. And it's certainly not going to get you out of your patterns. The second mistake I see is a lot of women distracting themselves or quote unquote, staying busy. I can't tell you how often I have heard this quote. (laughs) I should have like a nickel for all these things that I hear that over and over again. And staying busy, trying to keep myself busy is one of those that I hear all the time. And again, this is going to be very similar to the assumption that time heals all wounds. But let's say again, you're feeling heartbroken over this breakup and it doesn't feel good, right? Nobody wants to feel heartbroken. Nobody wants to feel abandoned. Nobody wants to feel sad. Nobody wants to feel angry or anything else you might be feeling as a result of a breakup. And so what do you do? You stay busy. You sign up for all the clubs, all the classes, and you do this and you do that and you do that and you do this. You know, there's a reason why when the pandemic hit last year in March, that I got an influx of people wanting to work with me privately in my coaching. And, you know, it's funny because when the pandemic first hit, I thought, oh, you know, my business is going to take a little dip and that's totally fine. I'm, you know, I can, I can ride that wave, but the complete opposite happened. And I think it's because finally, you know, people couldn't stay busy. They were sitting at home and all of a sudden they couldn't, you know, there was no amount of Netflix in the world that was going to help them stay busy enough to not feel their feelings. And then they finally decided that they had to deal with them. And my one nervousness, I guess you could say, with things opening up and vaccine going around is people will start to get quote unquote busy again. And look, I love being busy. I think we should go out and do things. We're social creatures, all of that. However, staying busy in order to get past a relationship is going to pretty much result in the same kind of outcome as assuming time will heal all wounds. In the short run, yes, it'll probably work. You'll have a great time. You're going to meet all sorts of people. You're going to have fun with your friends. You're going to go on fun vacations. You're going to, I don't know, take interesting classes and learn how to make, I don't know, Uh, bread, or you're going to take some woodworking class, and you're gonna have lots of fun, or you're gonna do like a wine and paint, and it's gonna be a great time. And all of that stuff is great. And I want you to do that. I want you to live your life, especially if you're in a relationship where your life was very much for your partner, or you're living for your partner. Again, I want you to kind of figure out who you are, especially outside of this relationship and the things you love and the things that you value and the things that make you you. Yes, that is definitely part of the process. But if you find yourself trying to quote unquote, stay busy, then I want you just to slow down and really, really do some of this deep work. Because again, if you don't, the same exact thing's going to happen. You're going to stay busy enough until you feel good enough to go out and date. But because that core wound was never addressed, you're going to attract someone who plays right into that core wound because you still want to feel unconditionally loved that you never felt from dad. All right. 
Okay, and the third mistake that I find a lot of women make when getting over an ex is forcing themselves to date again. And even if they're not forcing themselves, they're like, oh yeah, I'm ready to date. And and they're dating again too early. You know, I saw this dating coach on Facebook, this male dating coach, I won't say his name. And it's weird because I don't really follow that many relationship or dating coaches I used to when I was like doing market research or whatever, I wanted to see what other people were talking about. But these days, I just really try to focus on my own work and stay in my own lane. But anyways, this post just kept coming up over and over again. It was one of those posts that you see like five times and it's not a sponsored ad or anything. Like, oh my God, Facebook, show me something else. Anyways, I'm going to paraphrase this. I'm not going to get the exact quote right. But basically, he was saying that the best way to get over someone is to get into a relationship with someone else who can remind you of your worthiness or who can show you your worthiness. It was something like that. And I was just like in shock. I was like, oh my God, people are actually teaching this. And it was just really frustrating because this person has a really, really large audience, much larger than mine. And so this is impacting a lot of women and they're learning this. And it's just deeply, deeply frustrating because... No, that is not the way to get over somebody. Not at all. I mean, for the reasons that I've talked about in this episode so far, you know, and hopefully because you listen to this podcast, you think that there's something to it, that the way to get over someone and not just get over someone, but get over the pattern that this person was a part of is to heal that core wound that created the pattern in the first place. That's the only way, the only way to really feel worthy, to really feel unconditional love, to really feel good enough. All of those things comes from within. Yes, of course you want love from your partner. Of course you want your partner to, you know, to help you feel validated and to help you feel worthy. Like, yes, like that is part of a relationship, but that is not your source of those things by any stretch. And that is not the way to get over someone. And in fact, I would say that's a byproduct of getting over someone, or excuse me, that's a byproduct of really doing the work to get over somebody. Like if you do the work and you're able to heal dad wounds, so you're not needing to get your worthiness or your love or your validation or whatever from other people, and then you're able to meet someone, the amount of love and worthiness and just amazing feelings that you're able to feel is so much better because it's coming from within and from your partner. And it just creates this really, really wonderful, healthy dynamic because it's not a codependent relationship. You don't need this person in order to feel that way. Because imagine like, let's say you do that. Let's say, you know, you follow this advice and that the best way to get over someone is to be with someone else who, you know, reminds you of how worthy you are. Okay, fine. Well, what if that relationship doesn't work? Aren't you back at square one? Like it doesn't do anything. It just, I, I it blows my mind. It, it really blows my mind. I'm going to get off my soapbox right now, but I just really hope that, you know, if you're following, and, and look, I'm not saying that like, oh, I'm the only one who knows that is not what I'm saying at all. There's lots of really wonderful coaches and healers in the relationship space and love space, but then also just in the wider person development space, there's lots of wonderful people out there. But I just really, really hope that, you know, if you're following people like this, that you look at it with a critical eye and just say, really, really, is that the way? Is that the way? And, you know, the final thing that I'll just say about this is, you know, let's say even if it were possible, you know, to get over someone by getting with someone else who reminds you of your worthiness, I would say that's probably not even that possible or that likely. Because again, you have to play out that wound unless you heal it yourself. So if you're playing out that wound, it's, I'm not gonna say it's impossible to get into a healthy relationship. You certainly can't, anything's possible, but I would say the chances are quite low. And so I don't even know if what this person is saying is even possible. Anyways, okay, now I'm really getting off the soapbox. All this to say is I hope that you will join me for my free email course on how to get over a breakup. 
What's an email course, Veronica? So glad you asked. An email course is every day for five days, I'm going to send you a mini step, a mini lesson on what you can do to move past an ex. And this is for you definitely if you're in an acute situation, you're actively trying to get over an ex. But also if you're more in that camp where you just think there's some old remnants, old things that are tethering you to that relationship, you know, this person wasn't right for you, you have no desire to get back with this person, but you just kind of think about them more than you'd like, or you let past experiences dictate your current actions, you know, for example, if they blindsided you, so now you date with your walls up, anything like that, you're really, really going to love this course. And it's totally free. You can sign up for it at veronicagrant.com forward slash breakup. And just a quick note, if you're already on my newsletter list, you don't need to sign up for this email course. Everyone's going to get lesson one on day one. And then if you don't want to continue receiving the email course emails, no problem. You can opt out at the bottom of that first email. So this email course started May 10th. If you haven't signed up for it, not to worry. You can still access all of the lessons. Just head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash breakup. And if you're already on my newsletter list and you did not receive any of these emails, first check your spam, do a search for my email address, hello at veronicagrant.com in your inbox. And if you still don't have them for some reason, although you should, but if you don't have them, then just send us an email and we'll see what's going on and get you those email lessons. All right, my dear, that's all I've got for you today. I've got a wonderful coach episode for you next week. And until then, thanks for listening to the love life connection podcast. You can find the show notes for this episode at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. And that's also the place you can sign up to be coached by me here on the show. And if you love this podcast, please leave a review over on Apple podcasts. It helps more incredible women like you find this show and find real love. Until next time, remember, wherever you are is exactly where you need to be. You're not broken and you don't need to be fixed. Just because you've never had the relationship you want before doesn't mean you can't have it now. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.